0: This is Smarter Care Connections, a podcast produced by the Virginia Center for Health Innovation, a public-private partnership working to turn competition into collaboration to design a healthcare system that delivers better health for patients, better satisfaction for providers, and better value for Virginia. This episode of Smarter Care Connections kicks off a special series leading up to the Virginia Center for Health Innovation's 10th anniversary celebration in May 2022. For those who are new to us, in January, VCHI officially marked 10 years of improving the value of healthcare in Virginia. This podcast series will feature many of our founding board members and partners, all who have played a part in our success. Dr. Steve Horan of Community Health Solutions, a longstanding VCHI friend and partner, will be facilitating these conversations. First up, we have a look back at VCHI's start with Dr. Bill Hazel and VCHI's President and CEO, Beth Bortz. For those of you who may not be familiar with either of them, Dr. Bill Hazel is currently the Senior Deputy Executive Director at the Claude Moore Charitable Foundation. We know Dr. Hazel better as our founding board chair and former Secretary of Health and Human Resources for Virginia, where he served for eight years and oversaw 11 state agencies. Beth Bortz is VCHI's president and CEO. Prior to joining VCHI, she served for nine years as the Executive Director of the Medical Society of Virginia Foundation, where she developed and led programs in healthcare quality, medication assistance, public health awareness, and physician leadership. a perfect storm of energy, challenges, and ideas brought Dr. Hazel and Beth Bortz together to create VCHI. And today we get to walk down memory lane with them. Steve, take it away.
1: Thank you, Ashley. We're excited to have this conversation with two people who are instrumental in creating the Virginia Center for Health Innovation back in 2012 and they continue their work as innovation leaders today. First, we have VCHI's founding and current president and CEO, Beth Bortz. Welcome, Beth.
2: Thank you so much, Steve. It is a delight to, to be with you and Secretary Hazel today. Um, you know, It's great to have the, the original thought leaders back together in the same room, and I'm really looking forward to our discussion.
1: Thanks, Beth. And we're really happy to have VCHI's founding board chair, Dr. Bill Hazel. Welcome, Dr. Hazel.
3: Hey, good morning, Steve and Beth. It's uh, good to reminisce. It's, it's hard to believe, but this journey really started uh, 12 years ago about now with, uh, with the passage of the ACA and the demand for innovation and improvements in the health system and trying to figure out how Virginia was going to approach that.
1: Perfect segue into our first question. Let's start at the beginning. Beth, you were there to help create VCHI in 2012, but as I recall, you were busy developing the idea for VCHI before that. Tell us about your vision during that time frame. Why did you think we needed a Virginia Center for Health Innovation?
2: Thanks, Steve. There were actually two things at that time that really uh, showed me how essential it was to have a Neutral Convener Public-Private Partnership created. So uh, at that time, I had been working on doing uh, quality improvement collaboratives uh, with groups of physicians, uh, great folks who wanted to lead and drive innovation. And truthfully, they were hitting the wall. I could see that quality work, innovation work at that point in time, honestly did not pay. The infrastructure costs were heavy. There weren't multi-payers in the space that were rewarding it. And so your early adopters were quickly getting frustrated uh, that even though they were doing what they believed to be the right thing, um, that they weren't going to find that to be in any way profitable. And so in my work, I could start to see that I was gonna run out of people raising their hands to participate in the types of projects that we were putting together. So that that was the first piece for me. And then the the second piece was that when I looked at existing entities that could lead the type of work that I thought needed to be done to bring people together, my concern was that all of them at the end of the day uh, had some stake in the game that could raise a question of their credibility in driving the work. So it's hard to bring a multi-stakeholder group together and house it in something that really represents one of those groups. And so that combination of things led me I believe, to an ice cream meeting with you to actually talk uh, strategy and vision where you know we bounced ideas around about how do we do this really good work that we had been partnering together, uh, but in a way that expanded it uh, and made it more viable for the long-term.
1: Thank you, Beth. I remember that day. It was a beautiful day and it was a really good day uh, because we, came out with this idea that turned into the Virginia Center for Health Innovation. Dr. Hazel, you were busy serving the Commonwealth as our Secretary of Health and Human Resources starting in 2010. Before that, you had also served in many other leadership roles in Virginia and beyond, too many to mention. What were your initial thoughts about the possibilities for a Virginia Center for Health Innovation?
3: Um, they were positive. I do know that. I'm, as I'm listening to you two talk, I didn't realize that you all set me up when we first discussed this together. You all had it all figured out before you even came to me. It made me think it was my idea. Right? Um, I should have known if Beth was involved, but that's a, that's a different topic. That being said, so where where I was at the time, new secretary in 2010. The Affordable Care Act was passed. Uh, health reform, health innovation was a huge piece of the equation. And ACA really primarily was about access, but the politics in Virginia, the, the culture in Virginia was really about trying to deal with the cost efforts and the and how we improve the value in health care. And that involves systems change. Now the Affordable Care Act had significant funds available um, for innovation. Our challenge was at the time, uh, the legislature was not inclined to participate with, um, with federal money, not expand Medicaid, uh, not, uh, and we would, we would not have the resources to make the needed changes to be successful uh, of providing higher quality, more value Based healthcare, and so we we had set up during the course of 2010 with Cindy Jones, uh, had led the Virginia health reform initiative. And late that year in 2010, I think we we put together really a very very nice thorough document that uh, created somewhat of a bridge between what we were thinking in Virginia and what was going on at the national level, but that we were still missing a piece. And that's when uh, Beth and I began a conversation that led to the to the center for health innovation i'd known beth for a number of years known her to be an innovator and a real go getter and the ability to be able to put a startup together is not something everyone can do so we had the conversation and as i said i don't think i knew until today that you all had set me up but the um but this led to the
1: creation of the uh, of the center for health innovation thank you So now it's 2012 and VCHI is up and running. Let's take a look back at the early impact of the organization. Beth, you had a lot of experience working in Virginia health circles before you came to VCHI. How did the culture of collaboration and innovation begin to change in Virginia with the arrival of the center? And what were the keys for making that happen?
2: Steve, I would say the biggest key, I'll start there, was trust. This work is hard work. It's not quick work. It is really about the long term and building relationships to get the work done. And so it was very important early on that the center be seen as neutral and that we work really hard to make sure that all voices were welcome at the table. And so it was very purposeful in those early days to make sure that, you know, Funding was important, don't get me wrong, but it was more important that everyone have a voice. And we worked to, to make sure those voices were represented. Uh, the other piece you know, that I will say in, in those early days was listening to those different voices. Uh, I had in previous points in my career worked for the Virginia General Assembly, I had worked uh, in the nonprofit community, uh, advocating on behalf of those who didn't have access to healthcare. I had worked with the physician community, um, but there were new communities that I had to to grow relationships that were important for the center. And one of the most important was the employer community. Uh, Prior to the start of the center, Employers in Virginia were largely not part of the health innovation conversation. And so it was very purposeful uh, that the secretary and I made the decision to house the center for its first two years at the Virginia Chamber of Commerce. We really needed to make sure that we captured that voice because it was one, truthfully, that that hadn't been part of those conversations, uh, as I said. So uh, those were really important pieces. Uh, The other important piece was trying to get folks in the Commonwealth to work together. And and that sounds uh, maybe a little bit strange, but those, you know, the secretary mentioned there were funding opportunities and there were funding opportunities at the federal level, but they expected state players to work together and you know we had to get for example virginia's academic medical centers to all agree to partner on a same submission you know they were very used to being competitors in this work and so that was another piece in those early days and i will say that when folks agreed when we submitted that state innovation model design initiative and had so many different voices represented in that i felt that was a real breakthrough for us
1: thank you beth Dr. Hazel, you came to VCHI with deep experience in board level leadership and really a history of bringing people together for learning and innovation. In your view, how did VCHI change the possibilities for generating health innovation in Virginia?
3: I, I think Beth has covered it uh, nicely. The we we had missing voices, and as is not unusual, <clears throat> as is not unusual. Individuals tended to talk to people in their own circles Um, and the employer piece was really big and even today, you know, 12 years later from when we first started our conversations 10 years since the uh, center was started the business community has an interest in healthcare. Um, They've recognized that it's one of the the, uh, essentials for business development, economic development, particularly in rural areas, healthy populations. But these conversations were necessary, but I don't think they were being had. So what the possibility here was to bring in parties that hadn't really been speaking to each other and trying to find the common ground. You had people who were interested in access. You had people who were really worried about the cost, you had people who were worried about the quality, you had people are worried about where's the money coming from uh, for all of this and and being able to put them in a room together time and time again was useful and and I think. Um, I think that the ability to to gain the trust of many parties to create a place to have a dialogue is important i beth is absolutely right The the, the competition between systems, the competition between plans, the competition between academics and so forth um, uh, made it hard to get a collective impact activity off the ground. And that was what we really had to do to make this work.
2: Steve, if I could, I just wanna follow up with one thought there. The the mm-hmm. other piece, when we talk about these different you know, voices, I think the the secretary would probably agree with me that we had actually gotten to a place, I think in the Commonwealth, where people were fixated on the 20% of things that they didn't agree on. And they couldn't focus on the 80% bucket of things that we might actually be able to work on together. And I think for the center, that unifying force was value. When you talked about improving health care value, every stakeholder at that table would nod their head that that was a priority.
3: And, and what happens, I think, and learn in, in these in organizations, if it's not somebody's day job to deal with something, it doesn't get done. And we didn't have a place, looking back, it's easy to say, we didn't have a place until this came along where it was somebody's
1: day job to find that 80% and go after it. Excellent. Bringing people together, finding common ground, focusing on value and innovation. Now it's 2022 and VCHI is going strong. We don't have time in this podcast to talk about every initiative, but we can say VCHI has been a powerful catalyst for innovation. Beth, as you think about VCHI's portfolio of work to date, what stands out and what are some possibilities for the
2: future? I think one of the best things that we did to focus our work, and focus was very challenging. Health innovation is a super broad space, you know, there's lots of ideas when you have, you know, 50 stakeholder organizations around the table, there's lots people want the organization to do. When we created the Virginia Health Value Dashboard and got everyone to agree to a core set of value measures by which we could hold ourselves accountable, you know, are we making a difference as we work together? And then working to try to tie future initiatives to those dashboard measures to say, you know, if we're going to do this, it should show us that we can either reduce low-value care, improve high-value care, or, you know, improve the infrastructure in Virginia for measuring and rewarding value in care, then it is worth our energy to do that. So that was a a big piece for us, and I think it has driven all future, future work. The other piece that I think has really um, uh, given us our place, not just in the Commonwealth of Virginia, but really as a national leader, is our ability to use data to drive change. And we have partnered very successfully with Virginia Health Information. Um, The the secretary at the same time that he was creating uh, VCHI, Uh, VHI was also getting up and going, Virginia Health Information. And Virginia has arguably one of the best all-payer claims databases in the country. And we were able early on to see the possibilities of using that kind of data uh, to measure value and to drive improvement in value. So if you look at our, you know, set of things uh, really that data piece now is core, that providing people with data so that they can change um, and do the right thing. Because at the end of the day, I do think our partners want to do the right thing. Uh, that has always been a theme for us, is helping people to do the right thing. And then at the end, I would just say, again, all the projects tie back to relationships and trust. Over 10 years, those have just gotten stronger. And people are willing to roll the dice and work together on some of these things.
1: Thank you, Beth. And Dr. Hazel, you've continued working as an innovation leader well beyond your work with VCHI. As you look ahead, what are your thoughts about the potential of VCHI as a convener and a catalyst for change in Virginia in the future? Yeah, thank you,
3: Steve. Uh, There's a lot to that question. listening to Beth talk about some of the things that were going on in the organization. There were a lot of things going on outside, too, that that I was involved in. There was setting up the Health Information Exchange, Connect Virginia, which is now part of Virginia Health Information. Um, we we worked the health department, um, developed a plan for well-being for Virginia simultaneously, which began to look away from Health goals to more what I would call life goals. Um, I think we we in healthcare tend to think of health and the healthcare as the end all and be all, but but people think of their lives and the quality of their lives and other things that it fits into. So we're working on that. Um, I'm glad Beth mentioned data because I think that I did get pretty tied up in the systems and the data while I was there and the dashboarding. I think that was really critical. Um, We did the eligibility system for for Medicaid uh, that we had to do for the ACA, but we were able to begin to put the pieces in place to think about multiple agencies using the same system. So you're able to pull the data. And and didn't we not begin to talk about social determinants of health during that period of time, which drive, if you're looking at outcomes and access over cost to get value, you've got to have all these things together. So I think the future um, is multifaceted here. I think it's, a as we look at what works and what doesn't in the building of healthcare, so to speak, we need to think about What's coming in, and um, we have to recognize. I think that uh, historically we, we have very high healthcare costs in this country. Still do. If that was our measure of success, we haven't been real successful um, by itself. But but we healthcare has traditionally been tied to institutions and bricks and mortar. But our people and where they live and where they are healthy and become healthy and have quality lives are in the community. And I think that the challenge as we go forward is how do we meet them there better? And it's not just public health; it's uh, it's um, it's safety, it's housing, it's food, um, these things that make life good. So I don't like the term social determinants of health. I think they're the social determinants of life. And and when we say social determinants of health. People say, "Well, I don't understand." But when I say, when I talk about um, two little boys, one growing up perhaps in Anacostia or let's say in the west, uh, in uh, in one area of Richmond, and another little boy in the west end of Richmond, and say they're both four years old who's going to have a better outcome in life, you can draw a picture in your mind, and everybody does immediately, that their outcomes are going to be different. So we accept that people have different beginnings and different opportunities in life. And so I think as we think about innovation, I think we can explore how we get, um, how the system ties, how we reach out and tie our systems into these other systems, just like we did did 10 years ago um just like beth did 10 years ago how do we bring more people to the table and say yeah you know this makes sense we have things in common that we have to strive for
2: steve if i could follow up on that just one, one last thought you, you know i think the last couple of years uh, have been unusual certainly operating in pandemic times and the the challenges that we we've, we've seen to to healthcare and I think one of the, the pieces that we have learned um, at VCHI, which which I think we always knew, but it's just come to the forefront, is really the ongoing importance of making sure we have sustainable primary care in, in Virginia. You know, when when primary care works well, in fact, I just saw a study released this morning that where there are more primary care providers, we have higher vaccination rates. You know, it just, when primary care works well, we all do better. Uh, And so I I think that will continue to be a theme. uh, If we want to have good value in healthcare, which is the the purpose of the center, I think a piece of that, it's essential that we have good primary care and we have to do a piece, uh, our part to help advance that.
1: Final question. At a personal level, what did you each find most rewarding about your work with BCHI? Beth, then Dr. Hazel.
2: It's incredibly energizing to get to work with people who want to improve healthcare for all Virginians.
1: Dr. Hazel? Steve, I,
3: the thing that I remember most is, is during this time as I was also served as secretary, um, coming into these meetings was actually refreshing because I could sit with people that um, that uh, it was a comfortable place to be um, for me. Uh, I could go in and I could see people that I truly consider friends in that
1: setting, even when we were debating other issues. Beth Bortz and Dr. Bill Hazel, thank you both for sharing your vision and for all of your collaborative leadership in creating and guiding VCHI over the past 10 years we really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Steve.